Welcome to the Unmothered Podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother-daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back, peeps. It's so great that you are here again today. Um, Today's episode really stemmed from a friend of mine who recently had to come back to California to help with her mom who was in the hospital. And it got me thinking about us unmothered (laughs) that when is it time to take care of your mom? So that's what we're going to be discussing today. I thought this was like a really good topic because a lot of people ask me like, wow, you took care of your mom um, while you were raising your kids, even though she was a toxic mother. How did you do that? I don't talk to my mom anymore. And so when my friend was calling me and just such a difference, like she was calling me and she was so upset because she dearly loves her mother and has such a great relationship with her. And it was such a scary thing for her. And I thought, man, it's such a different feeling because for me, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, my obligation was to take care of my mother, but it wasn't like, Oh my gosh, I love my mom so much. I just want to take care of her (laughs) probably because I took care of her my whole life. And so I was just like, again. So if you don't know the story, if you haven't read my book, I'll recap the story for you of how my mom came back in my life is, um, which I think I've said this on a previous podcast is she broke a hip and I hadn't been in contact with her for a while. I had just had Ariel. I, I think she was a couple months old, something like that. I got a call from the hospital saying that they had my mom there and it, they had had her there all night but she was incoherent for being so drunk. So they couldn't even give her any medication and she had broken her hip and, uh, they, they couldn't understand what she was saying. She was hysterical and, you know, just babbling. She was drunk. And so they were trying to ask her like, who do we call? Who do we call? She couldn't tell them until the next morning. And they said she screamed all night long, which she was still screaming by the time I got there. So they called and said, you know, she gave us your number. And I was like, out of three kids, she gave them. (laughs) Of course she did. And so that was a turning point for me to figure out, like, do I I go to her or do I just tell them, like, sorry, I'm not going to take care of my mom. That wasn't even a thought process. I mean, it ran through my mind, but it wasn't even something I could verbally say because – my heart tug was just, of course, you have to take care of your mom. If she's in the hospital, you can't just turn your back on them. Or can you? (laughs) And so I guess this is the question is, when can you take care of your mom? If you have a toxic mom, maybe you haven't talked to her for a long time. Would you go to her if she was sick or dying? Like, this is the question that we're going to talk about today. It's just a question of when is it a good time to mend the relationship with your mom? Is it when she's ill? I mean, we have to explore and figure out how to be a caring daughter in those moments, or maybe find some, or caring son, you know, could be the opposite way. If there's any male people watching and 
do you turn that over to somebody else or do you do you take the step in and say, okay, maybe it's time for some mending with this parent that has been estranged? Now, I've heard these stories different ways. So I, I've heard where, so in particular, I've told you the one story about like there was a person I knew that they had a restraining order on their mom and, and their mom did get sick and they sent somebody else because it was unsafe. So there are exceptions. I don't think it's a one-way street. I don't think you, you know, it's just like, this is what you do and that's that. It's like, no, you know, every family is different and every situation is different. I would never ask you to go back to someone who was highly abusive to you or sexually abusive to you. I would say you could mourn them from afar and pray for them from afar, but you don't need to go rescue them if they're calling you and saying, oh, I'm sick. Now, if they're dying, I don't know. You know, I think that's something that you have to pray about and think about is, is that something that you need before they pass? Sometimes I've heard of people having deathbed confessions of saying like, I'm so sorry I hurt you. Like, I love you. This is an out of experience, like Holy Spirit moment where, you know, God can really heal things that in our humanness, we would never want to do. I have heard those stories where I'm like, Oh boy, that was like a Holy Spirit moment. Cause I don't know, like if somebody really, really hurt me that bad, would I go back to that person? I don't know. I honestly would have to say, I don't have an answer for that. You know, would I, would I like to say that I could be like this humbling, great person that, you know, overlooks things and has God shining over me and I can just go in and forgive. I would love to think that, but realistically, would I do that? I don't know. It would depend on how bad that was, but I've heard of people forgiving people where they've murdered their family. And then the guy repents and says, he's so sorry. And he's in tears. And I've seen talk shows on this. And then the person forgives them and they have this beautiful moment and music is playing and the whole thing. But I, I don't know that, that I would, ha- would be, would really have the strength to go back to that. I, I haven't had to be in that position, thankfully. So with my mom, it was just toxic. It wasn't highly abusive in that sense. And so, and it, as children, yes, she was abusive, but obviously now I'm an adult. And so I don't have that fear of, she can't hit me anymore because I will hit back. (laughs) But at this point, she was just this small, tired, scared to me, little woman. And it was kind of a little bit easier to go to her then and and know that the, the roles have been switched where, well, some of the roles weren't, I was still mothering her like I had always done, but the roles were switched and that I had the power. Now I have the, the decision to make for your life. I had to tell her, you are going to get this surgery. Mind you, my mom hates doctors and hospitals so much. She goes, I'm just going to go home. I'm fine. I said, no, you're not fine. You broke your hip. You, you're not even going to be able to walk out of here. So that was like a turning point to realize that I am the adult now and I get to set the tone. I can decide what is good for her or not because one, she can't move. So that was a good, <laughs> you can have the, the upper hand when they can't come running after you. And then 
you really have to start setting the boundaries at that point of what you will and won't do to take care of her. Because this is the thing, is that if it does become too much of a burden to you, you can hire out or you can find someone to help you. Maybe you don't, you can't afford to hire a visiting nurse, but there are other, there are things that they have even through Medi-Cal that can help you have visiting nurses come out and help um, so that you don't carry the burden of that. And so that was something I had to learn as I went along because I was raising my girls and I was like, I don't, I can't do this. Like, this is too much for me. I'm barely hanging on as a mom right now. And now I got to mend this woman back together. So I'll tell you like that first time she broke her first hip, she recouped so fast. She was ready to like get back to her normal, what she considered normal, normal self. My mom never drove a car. So we were old school Portuguese and she didn't believe in driving. And so she walked everywhere. I believe that really helped her in this process of healing because she was back on her feet in like six weeks straight. And the PTs were like, we have never seen someone go back to full health like that. Usually at that age. And I think at the time, I think she was my age now. (laughs) So I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, oh my goodness. So she was in her sixties and, um, she broke her first hip then and she recouped really fast. But when she broke the other one years later, a couple years later, she broke the other one drunk. And so, uh, that one was not a good recoup and she actually got scared. So then the taking care of and the tending to her became a whole nother thing because now she didn't want to leave the house. She was so afraid. Like one surgery was bad enough. Now you have a second surgery. And then later on, I think, I don't know how many years later after that, she had to have a hip replacement because she was sitting so much, her hip socket just started deteriorating, which brings me to present time where I'm always working out somehow, like walking or doing a little training thing with somebody. Like I'm always doing something because I think about that all the time of like, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And so get on your feet people, because this is what happens. And so then that became a huger area of taking care of her because she literally sat in her apartment all day long and would not leave the house unless I took her somewhere, which that became less and less. And so you have to think of these things as if you have grown up in this fractured relationship with your mom, and now all of a sudden you're the caregiver of your mom. How do you handle that without this like bitterness? Because if you're going to go in there and you're going to be bitter about it and like mean to her and yelling at her and just, it's not a good situation. I would tell you, take yourself out of that situation. It's too stressful for you. Find someone else that can help her come in and just be a daughter. That is okay. I recently had to do that with my dad, a few years back, he was put in the hospital and my brother wanted to take care of him. And, and it was hard because up until that point, I was taking care of him uh, with my brother and, and, but I was doing his laundry and I was cooking for him and just all the kind of regular things. And, and then my brother just said, you know, I want to, I want to help because, my siblings didn't help me with my mom. And so it was just left to me and they recognize that. 
I think at this point he was like, I think, you know, I want to take over and kind of help with dad. And so I, I released that and it was really hard to let go of that control because I thought I really, I don't know how to do that without, I don't know how to be a daughter without taking care of my parents. Pretty sad, right? And so releasing that control was a big thing, but I heard God telling me like, just go be a daughter, just go visit him. You don't need to take care of him. He's got someone. It's good. It's fine. And so I think it's okay to release that. If you are someone who has had this fractured relationship with your parent, which by the way, I get along great with my dad. Like I'm a daddy's girl and love my dad, but you know, it was time for me to release some of that control and not have to really be responsible for both my parents. That's not my job. It's not my, I know that there's like different opinions of like, that's your family. You have to always take your family in. You have to take care of them. But you, again, we're going to talk about mental health here because you have to decide what you can really handle because there's a difference between taking someone in out of obligation and then being so bitter and mean about it and frustrated that you're taking it out on the parent or Is there something else where you can relieve that stress and still just be with that person and help them out, but have other people surround you so that it's a healthy relationship? Because there's a difference between doing something out of obligation so that everyone can say what a great kid you are, but behind closed doors, you're being horrible to this parent because you hate it so much and you don't want to be around this person and they haven't been good to you. You don't need to take care of them out of obligation if you're not doing it with an open heart. So if you don't have an open heart and an open mind to say, this is what I need to go through right now, I'm okay with it, but maybe I need a little help over here. And then you can do that in a healthy way. Then you can mend those relationships with your mom or your dad in a way that at the end of the day, when they are passing, you feel peace because you know that you have done the right thing and you did it for the right reasons. Don't do things out of obligation and then turn around and be bitter about it. If you absolutely can't handle taking care of that toxic parent and you're like, I haven't gotten along with them in years. I don't even talk to them. I don't want to talk to them. Like that part of my life is over. Pray about that and think about that. Is there something left unsaid that you really need to bring to the table Is there something where maybe your heart has changed and you really want to change that dynamic and not be that mad anymore? Maybe this is an opportunity to do that. And and know that at the end of the day, like you've said everything you needed to say, you've spent good time with that person, maybe some really beautiful forgiveness things can happen during that period, which that did happen with me which I am so forever grateful for that God brought me to this place where I had to really look at my mom for who she was. And then she would just drop these nuggets. And I know that was God driven. It was just these beautiful nuggets of affirmation that my mom never spoke to me. Now, mind you, my mom never forgave for asked for forgiveness for the things that she did to us. When I would bring things up to her that were very hurtful to me and very unsafe for me as a child, she would say this, Oh, it wasn't that bad. Just get over it. Like what's wrong with you? That it was fine. We're, we're no different than anyone else. So there was no like, oh my gosh, honey, like I know I messed up. I put you in these unsafe positions. Like I'm so sorry, like sorry for the words I said to you. No, there was none of that. 
But during the process of being able to tend to my mom, who was a toxic mother, all of a sudden there's these beautiful words of affirmation. I love you so much. Thank you for taking care of me. You're such a good daughter. I bet you're such a good mom. You know, those kind of things I would have missed out on had I just had a bitter heart and said, she has never done anything for me. Why should I ever do anything for her? Right? That's how we feel in our head. But that doesn't have to be the absolute. So like I said before, if it's something where it's a highly toxic environment and it is very unsafe for you, I am not asking you to go back because I don't believe in that. I'm saying if you have this tension, right, of things that are kind of combustible and not really good, or maybe you haven't talked to her in a few years just because you had this big blowout, but now all of a sudden you hear she's in the hospital or maybe she's in a hospice. Will you go back? Can you go back? Is there something within you that can give you some forgiveness and, and humble yourself to say, you know what? I'm going to give it one last shot. Now here's the truth. You could go there and nothing could be fixed. (laughs) Sometimes you go there and they don't care if you're there or not. And they're still the same person and you can walk away and go, okay, I tried. I tried. I did everything I could do. That's on her now if she doesn't want to accept that. But I think more times than not, what happens is when you go there and you really show them love, that love really opens up to a different area. It doesn't fix the things from the past. Let me just tell you that. It doesn't. It's not going to change the things from the past. Those things are done. They've already happened. But we can work from the future. We can work from the present right now and see if we can like mend some of those places Those things that my mom, those words of affirmation that she dropped in my lap before she died were nuggets for my soul. They were the very things that drove me to do what I do today. I feel my mom's presence going, go get them. Let's tell the truth. Like, it's okay. Like, I feel her blessing now from above. I feel it in my bones. I've seen it in other things where I'm like, that is my mom right there. And I know that she is being so encouraging to say, yes, break that generational dysfunction, daughter, because we didn't do it before you, but you can do it now. So that is what I want to leave with you guys today is to never give up. If there is a place of forgiveness that you can take care of and tend to your mother, when we are in this sandwich generation, let me tell you that we're at this place. If you are 40 plus, you are going to be raising children and taking care of your parents. That is just a given. Like it's going to happen and you're going to have to prepare yourself for that. So if you've had this combustible relationship with your mom or you don't have a relationship with your mom, I want you to think about how you would react When that happens, when you get a phone call saying, Hey, your mom's in the hospital, she's really sick, or Hey, you know, your mom didn't want you to know, but she's in a hospice. I want you to sit with that for a minute and really think about what would you do and how would you react? And please don't feel guilt over the decision that you make. Just make sure that it's something that you really can settle with, that at the end of the day, when you do have to say goodbye to them, that your heart is going to be okay with that. 
I've seen it work in different ways where I know people have wanted to go back and have a redo and you can't. So remember that, keep that in mind. Please stay safe. I love you guys. And until next time, you guys have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart, head on over to my private Unmothered Facebook community group. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye, peeps.